All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. This is our weekly Action Network bonus episode where we bring on a member of the Action Network team who is a MLB betting expert um, who is much, much better at betting than we are. So let's bring him on, talk some baseball, talk some baseball bets, talk some bets in overall. Um, This is going to be a weekly episode, so tune in each week. How are you doing, guys? We got Chandler, myself, Damon, and we got Colin from Action Network. How's it going, guys? Ooh, you guys kind of ran or synced up there. No <laughs> little jinx. I know. No, I'm doing great, Damon. Thank you for asking. Chandler's watching I'm, a little friends trying I'm to get gonna, trying to get in the mood. Not going to be doing great in about 15 minutes whenever I have to watch Glass now strike out 27 straight. But <laughs> until then, I'm great. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll get right into it. Um, so, Colin, um, first of all, how's it going? We we Good. interrupt each other, but how's it going? <laughs> It's going great. Thanks for having me. Uh, always looking forward to talking some gambling with folks. Yeah, Colin, for those of you don't, for those of you who don't know, Colin's a White Sox fan, so he's got some better luck this year than than we have so far. But um, you know, they're a fun team to watch. I, I've been liking to to watch them every once in a while. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Over the last, I don't know, week and a half, two weeks, I feel like the only team that's been able to beat the White Sox was the Yankees, and conversely, <laughs> the White Sox are about the only team that the Yankees have been able to beat that sweep in the Bronx a week and a half ago or so. I mean, we go out there and we we beat the White Sox and then get swept by the right, the um, Tigers, so nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> that was yeah, that was the last time that anybody in New York has felt good about the Yankees or. Any Yankees fan, for that matter, has even felt remotely yeah. confident. It's been a slippery downhill slide since then. Yeah. Anyway, we got all day Friday to talk about how miserable we are as Yankees fans. But um, yeah. for for right now, Colin, why don't you give us a breakdown of... Um, so for those of you who don't know, Colin does a monthly um, blog, I think it is, about the update his updated uh, futures bets in the MLB, so future awards, so... Um, I think it's World Series MVP and Cy Young, right, Console? I'll let you I'll let you take it away. Sure. Yeah. So, I like you said, I I like to check in about once a month on on the future odds. Um, you know, future odds are one of my favorite things. I understand they're not everyone's favorite thing because essentially, when you're making a future bet, you're you're tying up a lot of your money for for several months at a time. But the June update is by far my favorite because. You know, everyone says in baseball, it's like, when do the stats start to stabilize? When do we start to see kind of what teams really are? And everyone always says, you know, Memorial Day, the beginning of June. That's that's when we start to find out who these teams really are. So that's when it's good to look at these future odds and see where you have value, where where they've shifted since April 1st and in two full months. So it's kind of funny. You were talking just a few minutes ago about the, the malaise around the Yankees, but they were one of the teams that I kind of looked at when I was looking at the world series odds update. These are all via DraftKings. Um, you won't be surprised to know that the Dodgers remain favorites to win the world series. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first two months of the season in the preseason and leading up to now, the Yankees were always the second favorite. They opened at about plus plus five fifty. If you believe the Yankees had a shot at winning the world series, those odds have dropped. You shouldn't be surprised to learn. Really? <laughs> but 
But if you do like the Yankees, if you still believe that this is a team that can turn things around and be a World Series contender, now would be the time to buy. They've gone from plus 550 to plus 900. They now have the fourth lowest odds to win the World Series. The Padres have leapfrogged them. The White Sox have leapfrogged them at 700 and 650, respectively. They're right in line with the Mets, who, you know, have, have had a lot more success lately, uh, lately this season at least. The Mets are still plus 950. The Yankees are right there at 900. And even the Rays, who have just been on a tear lately, are still at 1600. So it's just wow. something that's always interesting to look at. The Red Sox are 2200. So people are still believing in the Yankees, but their odds are falling. If you are going to believe in them, but you still think that the fall's coming before the rebound, maybe you wait a little bit, but I don't think they're going to ever get any lower than plus 900. Maybe you don't believe in the Yankees, even one of those other teams. I, I personally have um, some future capital in, in the Astros. They, at the beginning of the season, were plus 2,200. They're down to plus 1,600. I know. I know. <laughs> I hate the Astros just as much as everyone else. But the value was there. But you also like money. <laughs> yeah, it was plus 2,200. I do love money. And it's going to come down. I also, have, I also have some stock in the Cardinals. Not that I expect the Cardinals to win the World Series, but if they win their easy division, the yeah. playoffs are a crapshoot, 2,200. It's worth the shot. Same with the Brewers. I know a lot of people on our staff were high on the Brewers with – with Corbin and Burns, if they get into a playoff series, they're going to be tough to beat. So those are just things that I look at and that I, I recommend people look at when it comes to, you know, keeping an eye on those future future odds. If you've got some extra money, maybe you want it, maybe you hit a little hot streak on the single games and, and you're looking to uh, for something to invest in. It's those future odds. If we look at the at the individual players, we actually did a post when Mike Trout got hurt. That opened up the AL MVP race. You know, every year it's like, well, who's going to win AL MVP? Well, Mike Trout, duh. Yeah. If you bought into Vladimir Guerrero Jr. a month ago, he was plus 1,600. Opening day, he was plus 2,500. Today, he's the second favorite, plus 300. The value's gone on Vlad Jr. Same with Shohei Otani, plus 2,000 opening day. He's now the favorite at plus 120. Um, you know, was, I, I feel like game. he should have been higher on opening day. Who's that? I feel like I'm surprised Otani was that low on opening day, to be honest. Yeah, he was he was kind of a mid-tier guy. People were looking at him, but you know, I he hadn't proved that he could he could pitch for a full season. I guess he still hasn't. Um, but he's been crushing and he's been doing well on the mound. Um, you know, Aaron Judge, pretty much the only Yankee who's hitting right now. He he's actually gone his odds have actually gone down as other guys have come up. He started the year at plus twelve hundred. He's now at plus twenty two hundred. So if you believe Judge is going to carry that offense, uh, now would be the time to buy in on someone like him as well. So this is kind of a question that you know, I've kind of wondered in general, and it's not just me shitting on the Yankees because of their you know their recent performance. Do you think that even at what they are now, whatever you said they're at uh, what plus nine hundred, right? Yeah. So do you feel like that's kind of a trap just to entice gamblers in? Because I think it's more of like a name brand value rather than the actual value of the team, if that makes sense. You know, because if you look back over the course of the last three, four years, they're always valued highly and they just underperform, underperform, underperform. And even from last year to this year, they haven't added any crazy pieces that would make you think that they're ready to make that giant leap. Sure. Um, and yeah, there, there certainly is some name value there. People are going to bet the Yankees no matter what. The same thing goes with with the Cubs, for example. You know, I'm from the Chicago area. Every year it seemed like the Cubs 
World Series odds, it's even pre-2016 were a lot higher or, or were a lot lower rather than than they probably deserve to be. Um, but for me, it's all about finding value and and also not overreacting to the first two months too much. I know, like I said, the months the the stats start to stabilize after two months. Teams kind of are who they are to a certain respect, but. I don't know if I'm going to sit here and say that I'm 100% confident that Tampa's a better team than the Yankees, than Boston's a better team than the Yankees, despite what we've seen from the Yankees lately because it's such a long season. So while I do think that the reason that the odds get higher and higher are because, yeah, the odds makers are trying to entice more bets. Obviously, their job is to make money. Their job is to beat you, just like our job is to try to help you beat them. I still think that like if you liked the Yankees, on April 1st, but you were like plus 550. That's not, that's not high enough. I'm not making good enough money. I don't want to do that. If you liked them, but you didn't want to bet them now that it's almost double now would be the time to jump in. But if you've, if what you've seen over two months says, you know, they've got no shot at winning the world series then who am I to fault you? You want to bet with your head, but you also, it's understandable when you bet with your heart a little bit because you want to have something to root for. You know, I, like yeah. I mentioned, yeah. I have a world series future on the Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals are going to win the world series. I just think the value is good enough at plus 2200 to take a shot because I think that their chances of winning a world series are a lot better than, you know, 22 to one basically. Yeah. That's crazy. So Chandler, we have the same odds as the Mets to win the world series. That's uh, still slightly better. That plus 50 is, is there the, the, the one other thing I'll say about futures and especially after these two months is to look at the guys who were big favorites before the season who have come down a little bit. Sean Zarillo, our, our top MLB analyst who I tail all the time. He's the smartest guy on earth read his stuff on the app. He was all in on Juan Soto for an MVP before the season. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And Juan Soto, it was essentially a coin flip. Soto, Mookie Betts, Tatis right. Jr., Acuna Jr. for an MVP. Now things yeah. have changed. It's, it's Acuna versus Tatis, and Juan Soto's all the way down at plus 1,600. I'm buying in on Juan Soto right now. He could go on a four-month tear and take go home that award. Who knows? Yeah, like very said, easily. It's all about finding value. Yeah. So, um... So what do we got for Cy Young then? Cy Young, we are well. A- AL Cy Young, um, Garrett Cole's actually a minus money uh, favorite right now. He started at plus three fifty. It was kind of a coin flip between him and Shane Bieber. Cole was plus three fifty. Bieber was plus four hundred. Lucas Giolito was plus four fifty. Now we've got Cole at minus 134. There's never a value in betting futures at negative money. DeGrom right now is the exact same. He's minus... um, 500. 143, actually. Minus 143. So he's a slightly bigger favorite than Cole. Wow. Um, Then you have Bieber at 400. Tyler Glass now, who I was in on preseason, who you're going to see pitch, I guess, in a few minutes here as of when we're recording this, uh, plus 650. And then uh, a couple of White Sox, Lance Lynn and Carlos Rodon, who wasn't even listed at DraftKings before the season. Uh, you guys saw him in the Bronx strike out 13 and what, six innings uh, mm-hmm. a week and a half ago. Uh, he, he didn't have odds before the season. Now he has the fifth best odds at eight plus 1800. And even bigger surprise than that is, and I posted this on Twitter a little bit ago, the top five Cy Young odds, Cole Beaver, Glassnow, Lynn, Rodon, who is the sixth best odds? Tough to guess. It's John Means. 
at plus 1,000, who also wasn't listed. He wasn't listed a month ago. The Orioles, you know, he, th- he threw a no-hitter. He's having a great season. There's no shot that John Means is going to win Cy Young over some of these guys. But if you would have told me two months ago that John Means had better Cy Young odds than Ryu, than Lucas Giolito, than Zach Grinke, I would have called you crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, does that no-hitter, is that basically the only thing that has him on the map? I mean – yeah, he's got the peripheral stats kind of, but playing for the Orioles. And we all know that the voters kind of value wins a little more than maybe they should in that in that race. But I, I feel like the no-hitter is kind of the only thing that even gets his odds on there. It gets his odds on there for sure. I, I remember seeing that when, the, when I did my end of April update. It was not long after Joe Musgrove threw his no-hitter. And, and his odds jumped up quite a bit because people are looking. They're saying, who the hell is this guy? Look <laughs> at his numbers. I'm going to bet on him. So so they're going to throw those odds up there. But, I mean, Means has been good as hell this year. Uh, and there and there is precedent if he does this over the course of six months. Like, you know, uh, early, early uh, last decade, Felix Hernandez winning like 11 games in the Cy Young. I mean, held to Grom. <laughs> You know, in, in either, any one of his Cy Young years. Obviously, I'm not saying John Means is as good as, as Prime Felix <laughs> or Prime DeGrom, but there's precedent there for a pitcher being outstanding for bad teams and right. winning the award, at least. It's wild. Yeah, I feel like that must like, suck if you wanted to, like, some random guy wanted to bet on John Means, Means like, early on in the season, like his buddy. And yeah. you couldn't. <laughs> yeah, you literally have to go to like the Caesar Sportsbook in <laughs> Vegas to bet on John Means before. Yeah, the I get like to a bodega to do that or some shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Awesome. Well, that that was awesome. Um. Hopefully, we can have you on next month and we can do the same thing. It'll get a little yeah. recap, and uh, we'll uh see where we're at then. Um. Sure. Chandler. Yes. What's going on? You got a little okay. question about uh, some some runs, so, some some runs. Kind of been kind of been festering in my brain the last uh, week or so. Kind of wanted to, nobody better to ask than the expert. Um, so, is there any value from an actual professional standpoint? I know there is, obviously, for the casual better because you know it's cool. But is there any value in taking run line over money line? Like, because to me, it seems like when I watch a game. And this could be totally off base, but it seems like any team that wins is usually more often than not winning by one, winning by more than one, excuse me. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Is the value worth betting the run line over the money line? The short answer to this is no. Um, I did some, I did some quick research. Um, obviously you, you brought this up to me about 20 minutes before we started recording. So I did some, quick yeah. re- <laughs> I, I did some quick research and I found that, and this is specifically in terms of favorites, because I know what you're saying. In most cases, when it's appealing to you, it's a favorite. Say right. you got the Dodgers against the Pirates, and it's like you're not going to bet the Dodgers at minus 230. Maybe bet them minus one and a half at minus 110 or, you know, hell, in some cases, you might even get plus money on it. So I looked at this using our Action Labs database, um, and I found that, and this data goes back to 2005, there's only been two seasons where if you just blindly bet a favorite minus one and a half, there's only two seasons where that would have come out profitable for you. I would have never guessed that. 2005 and 2009, so it hasn't even happened in 12 years. In my brain, whenever our, 
well, before the Yankees turned into what they are now. You know, obviously, like you said, sometimes you bet with your heart. Bet the Yankees makes it a little more fun to watch when you have some skin in the game. When the Yankees are playing, you know, the Orioles or something, and I see minus one and a half at, I don't know, minus 145, minus 150, whatever it is, I feel like that's an auto lock. But it's kind of interesting to see that, you know, obviously it's not. Yeah. It's just me being a dumbass. I will tell you that my favorite way to play run lines is actually crazier than that. And it's to play reverse run lines, which you can find at, at a lot of shops. Because my whole thing, I mean, if, if you follow me on the app, you'll see that most of my bets are on underdogs. I'm looking for plus money and I'm looking for value where I only, if I go three and four, say I make seven bets, I go three and four, I can still win money because all of my wins were plus money. So I'm looking for situations where an underdog, a straight up money line underdog, and I'm reversing the run line, reverse yeah. run line. So say you like the Orioles against the Twins tonight. Uh, you're saying, you know what? I think, you know, uh, John Means is on the mound, for example. Uh, the Orioles are underdogs and they're plus one and a half. You can you can go into the the additional action, reverse that to minus one and a half, get it at something like plus two thirty. If you pick and choose your spots for that, that's where you can really make money. It's crazy. You're gonna lose some really frustrating games where you bet the Orioles minus one and a half and they're on six to nothing in the third inning. <laughs> oh, yeah. You pick and choose your spots right and you hit enough of them, that's a way to bet run lines and make money is reverse run lines. Um Again, it's it's totally off the wall. Don't do it every day. I don't want to hear anyone come back and say, I bet reverse run lines because the guy at the Action Network told me and I keep losing. You got to find the actual spots to, to find the value. And like a good example would be like tomorrow or tonight, whatever, when you have two good teams playing each other and you have like the Cardinals and Dodgers, right? And you've got whoever on the mound. And, you know, like I said, they're two good teams. So, it's not unfathomable that the Cardinals could come out and win. They could lose by 40, not actually, but you know what I mean. They could come out and lose by seven, or they could come out and be competitive, and all it takes is one lucky bounce. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I was trying to look here to see if there was a uh, reverse run line. Yeah, I mean, if you reverse run line Cardinals-Dodgers tonight, I think if you bet the Cardinals plus – if you bet the Cardinals plus one and a half, which is their regular run line, it's minus one twenty-five. If you bet the Cardinals minus one and a half, it's plus two sixty-five. You're getting better than two to one on just the Cardinals to beat the Dodgers by two, which is not a far-fetched outcome. Absolutely, love it. I might actually is, do that right now. Now that we're yeah, talking. that's that's my <laughs> lock. Whenever we're done here, I already took the uh, the Cardinals money line straight up. So yeah, I go ahead and that that refresh my mind. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Yeah, there you go. And, and it's, it's actually funny. We've been talking a lot of the Action Network, the Cardinals pitcher tonight. I don't know how relevant this is going to be to your listeners when it comes out, but it might be funny in retrospect. The Cardinals pitcher tonight is John Gant, who has been the luckiest pitcher in baseball this year. His his peripheral numbers, I don't have in front of me, but he's just his ex-fit and, and his DRA are just out of this world. He's walking about as many guys as he strikes out, but he allows one or two runs to start just by some voodoo magic it's like cardinals devil magic has completely materialized within john gant so if anyone is going to be able to pull this off it's him oh yeah i'm looking at that right now he's got 35 strikeouts to 31 walks yeah so, what's the dra <laughs> one eight <laughs> yeah exactly it's insane <laughs> yeah that just doesn't that doesn't add up yeah so <laughs> that i've been, play looking, over I've been waiting to games. pay 
Yeah, I've been waiting to fade John Gant. I'm like, John Gant sucks. I can't wait to bet against him when he finally falls apart. But it keeps happening to the point where I'm just like, I'm rolling with this until he falls apart. I'm pro John Gant now. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think you have any other choice. Yep. All right. Um, so what, what do we got for... Um, well, this episode's coming out tomorrow. So today, what what are some picks that are are our our big hammer plays for today. So people are going to be listening. You're telling, telling me people are going to be listening to this podcast and see that I was all in on John Gant and laugh when he allows <laughs> six runs and two innings. Exactly. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm telling you. All right. The other way to work tomorrow. Like, this guy doesn't know anything. And we'll, and we'll clip it for you. Just so there's some proof. <laughs> perfect perfect um tomorrow tomorrow looking at these early lines and again the, these can change quite a bit between uh between now and when people are listening so i i can give some ranges here as best i can um the game that caught my eye most immediately was marlin's blue jays um the blue jays have alec manoa on the mound he looked you know incredible in his major league debut a really fun young pitcher but I don't like betting a guy in his second major league start as a favorite, especially as someone who's about minus 150. He's facing Pablo Lopez and of the Marlins, whose peripheral stats have always been better than than his back of the baseball card stats. Plus 130, the Marlins. I'm I'm a big fan of that right there. Um, another one that I had was I'll give you two more. Um, the early game for people who, who are up early watching, um, watching baseball, listening to the podcast, uh, the first game tomorrow around noon Eastern is Phillies Reds, which gives us Spencer Howard versus Vladimir Gutierrez Gutierrez. I think it's a second start as well. Spencer Howard is a, you know, a former top prospect in the Philly system who hasn't been able to put it all together at the major league level. Mm-hmm. So what I'm looking at in that game is the over, I know the Phillies offense has struggled a lot. I watched Gutierrez, uh, play the Cubs in his first start. Um, doesn't have a lot of swing and miss stuff. Not someone who I think the Phillies bats are going to have to worry about too much. And Spencer Howard's um, all over the place of so two young pitchers, two inconsistent pitchers. We've got eight and a half. I like the over people have been betting the over already. So it's at minus minus one twenty. If you see the number at nine around even money minus minus one ten or so, I would recommend taking that. Um, but over eight and a half, I would play to about minus minus one twenty as well. Uh, Third bet, um, Mets-Diamondbacks, another afternoon game. Um, Madison Bumgarner against David Peterson. Bumgarner is someone that I've been buying into since his slow start, and David Peterson someone I've been looking to fade on a pretty regular basis. Um, that game is about a toss-up, according to the books. Diamondbacks minus 110, Mets minus 110. I like the Diamondbacks to win this at home. I know the Diamondbacks have been terrible lately, but they are a little bit better against lefties, and David Peterson is not the strongest lefty in the world. So I'd bet the Diamondbacks as long as it stays in the 110 range. Um, that's Those are my three games for tomorrow that I've got my eye on. Damn. It's, yeah, I was looking at some too. It's funny. I was actually – so there were two that jumped out to me um, – which I don't have the nice little action network thing, but I actually was, I saw the other side of that Mets and Diamondbacks one. Don't have the data that you have to back it up. I just, you know, going solely off of recent play, that was what I had. I would take your pick over mine any day. Now I'm rethinking mine. But, and then obviously, you know, any game that I can get a team as good as the Cardinals at that big of an underdog. I, I like to take a stab that I think I saw him at plus 170 or right around there against the Dodgers. You know, I, yeah, it's a long I, shot, but 
I do like that. The thing about the Dodgers, the Dodgers are going to be favored every single game this year. They're obviously not going to win every single game. That's just not how baseball works. So there, you do have to search for opportunities to fade them. I did consider the Cardinals tomorrow, and I still might talk myself into it. The book I'm looking at right now, they're plus 185. The interesting thing there is that Carlos Martinez has been a lot better lately than his stats look. If you just go to baseball reference and you look at Carlos Martinez's stats, you're going to be like, wow, he sucks. Last, I think five of his last start, six starts have been quality um, somewhere around there, maybe five of the last seven. Um, so if he can put it together against the Dodgers, that's absolutely a live play. Awesome. That made me feel a little, a little good about myself. Maybe I can be a pro gambler one day. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, the Dodgers, even the best teams in, in baseball are only winning 60, 65% of their games. So you just got to find, find the right opportunities to fade them. Exactly. It's just like you were saying about the, uh, you know, the world series odds and everything like that, pick and choose your spots with value and hope for the best. Absolutely. Damn. These, uh, these action network guys always have reasoning behind their bets. Yeah. And then we're over here just kind of throwing some shit around. <laughs> yeah. A L- little bit more reason behind. Here to I just, yeah. Yeah. A little but bit yeah, better that, that, than I like them. That's why you do what you do. That's how we do what we do. You know, that's exactly. um, anyway, though, Colin, appreciate you coming on. Um, we're going to be having, again, we're going to be having some of the action network come on every week. Um, we're going to try to make, make it consistent and release these on will be Wednesday. Sorry, more day weekend got me all messed up in my days. Um, we're going to try and release them every Wednesday. So make sure you look out for those. Um, and then also follow us on the Action Network. We got on 161 Damien. We got 161 Bing. And then the other two guys who aren't here, but I'll plug them anyway. We got 161 Luke and then 161 Murph. And then Colin, yours is CO Witchurch. Is that Correct. pronounced that correctly? That's that's my uh, that's my Action Network handle and and my Twitter handle. So easy to remember. Sweet. Well, that, I'll put that in the description of the podcast so we can all you can just do a little copy paste action. Right. Um, also, I appreciate coming on, and we'll uh, we'll see you back here next week. Anytime. Good luck, guys. Hope you, hope the bets are winners. <laughs> Thanks, man. Go. Good talking to you. You too. All right. See you guys. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya! We could turn love into a fight Over nothing, over nothing, over nothing And the only thing we had in common with each other Was destroying everything we ever touched So cheers to us and why we have